0: Welcome to episode number 109 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We've been talking a lot lately about generosity. When you say the word generous, a lot of people think that it has to do with just money. That, well, they're just looking for money again. Well, that is many times a part of it. But generosity is something that applies to every aspect of our life. I've talked a lot about that in the prior podcast. So today, we're going to take it on to a little different area. We're going to talk about extreme generosity from God. Now, when we turn that around and talk about receiving generosity from way, one, we really don't mind if it's money. We don't mind if it's any type of blessing in our life. So let's just get into this today and see what the scriptures have to say about it as we take on this new topic dealing with God's extreme generosity for all of us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you once again for another opportunity I have to speak to those who've listened in. Pray that you would bless it now, that you'd multiply, Father God, the benefits to those who are listening in today. I pray an anointing would come upon me as I bring this message, what I've paired, the notes that I have, Lord, that you would use them, Father, that it would glorify your name, that you'd be high and lifted up, Lord. And Lord, when that happens, then people are drawn to you. I thank you, God, for once again this great opportunity, and I'll give you praise for it in advance, because I expect something wonderful to happen this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want you to know what an honor it is to be able to speak to you today. You know, I know this podcast goes out all over the world. On some months, it's contacted as many as over 90 countries. I find that just fascinating to think about that, the amazing in of the internet. And in addition to that, thousands and thousands of people have downloaded these podcasts. So I'm so blessed to see that happening. You know, I was a pastor for 20 years, and during that time, we would have sometimes as many as a thousand people in church, and I always thought that was a huge number. But to think that on a monthly basis that I'm able now to speak to thousands and thousands of people, it's truly a blessing from the Lord. It doesn't mean that I'm any good. It just simply means that we serve a great God, an amazing God, who opens up opportunities for us if we'll just step in and watch Him God and direct our lives. I promise you today you're going to hear about something that'll bless your life. I believe that. I believe you're going to hear some scriptures that will be eye openers in understanding about the generosity of our Lord. You know, if I was to ask you today to think of someone that you can think of who was very generous, an extremely generous person. Now, you might say Mother Teresa, and you'd be right, or missionaries who extend the gospel throughout the world, you'd be right there also. In both of these cases, you'd be absolutely correct. When I think of extreme giving though and extreme generosity. I like to talk about people I think that are more common to our country today and to our world. One of the most generous people I've ever known is my pastor, Pastor Tommy Barnett. I remember on one occasion he gave his entire retirement fund to help build the church that we attended. There's another man that I would put in the category of extreme generosity. He gave up his business. He was an insurance salesman, had a very successful business, and he gave up his successful business to be a missionary in Guatemala. What a sacrifice that he made, and that's an act of generosity. I think of generosity when it comes to women who attend our church, who've given up over 20 years reaching out to men and women in prison. There's one lady in particular, 20 years, maybe now 30 years, she's been ministering to men and women in prison and it's been such a blessing. Then again, I think of the extreme givers who work 40 to 50 hours a week and then volunteer to work in the church or the nursery. I think of the ushers or the greeters at the door who give their time to work in the sound booth and music department. All these people I consider extreme acts of generosity. Also, I think of those of you who have always given your time and money radically to the Lord, to the work of the Lord, to bless the Lord. You are extreme givers of your finances. But you know, all those are wonderful people and those are great acts of generosity, but there's no greater act of generosity than what God gave. His extreme generosity first started by creating us, He wanted to share His world with us. And his next great gift of generosity was when he gave his son as a sacrifice for the sin that was in the world, and he sacrificed the life of his son. So if we're thinking about generosity, there is obviously no greater example of that than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and God the Father. So let's move on with that now and see what the Word of God has to tell us. You know, God gave us a generous gift of his Word. The, I think of the apostles, and I think of those that lived in the day before the Bible was written. They didn't have a Bible that, like we have that we can go to. When we need help or something, we run this to the scriptures and we find a verse like, Psalm 46.1 that says he's a very present help in times of trouble. Or scriptures that tell us that he'll always be with us and never leave us nor forsake us. They didn't have that. So we were so, we are so blessed today. But in the days of the apostles, before the word of God was completely written down, the apostle Paul speaks to all of us today about how God is an extreme giver. And it's found in Ephesians 4.7 in the New Living Translation. And it goes like this. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity, of Christ. You see, Jesus demonstrates the gift of giving generously. He gives us many gifts, but one of the greatest gifts that we can receive from his teaching is for us to be generous givers to each other. When I think of radical or extreme or extravagant generosity, I think that it's those things that come in alignment with how God thinks. Our Lord thinks totally differently about generosity than most of us do because God gives it up, gives it all up for us. He's constantly forgiving us. He is always available for us. No matter all the mistakes that we make and the things that we do that displease Him, our God is a very present help in times of trouble. And I'm reminded that God's the way he thinks about generosity and the way we think about generosity can be so different because of his word where it says in Isaiah 55, 8, in the New Living Translation, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So we'll never be able to compare to the generosity of God, but we certainly can receive his generosity. And then we can take that that we receive from him and be generous to others and share with what we receive and make it be a blessing to someone else. The Apostle Paul wrote so much about God's generosity and his generous spirit. So I'm going to go to the book of Ephesians and read some things from chapter number three. Now, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to give you a couple of verses that show you an amazing list of God's generous gifts to us and the things that we are able to receive because of our relationship with Christ. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter three, verse one, it says, when I think of all this, and he's talking about God's plan for us, he says, Paul, I a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. Now that that's basically his ministry. What he's saying is that God gave him the gift of a ministry. We can all have a gift of a ministry because we all have talents, we have abilities. Some of us have finances we can give. Others have a talent that's very special but whatever we have, we can use that as a ministry to other people. Paul then writes down on Ephesians 3 and verse 6, it says, and this is God's plan for both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news shared equally and the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise, I'll call that the generosity, of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. You see, Paul just couldn't stop talking about the generosity of our God. Then he says in verse 10 in chapter 3 in New Living, translation it says God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places this was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord because of Christ and our faith in him we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence look at that there's a gift what a, what a generous gift God has given us the ability to come to him directly and to pray now it's interesting when you think about prayer. We need to take a minute and talk about the significance of prayer in our life. The Word of God tells us over and over again to pray and to seek God. Then I looked at a study recently, there have been many of them made, and I looked at one that said basically that Christians, now these are believers who know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, spend a maximum of maybe three minutes a day in prayer. Now that includes all of their meals. Now some people might say that surprised them that that's a lot, and others might be appalled to think that's ridiculously low. But in reality, how many times do you think about something you should have prayed about and you didn't because you got busy? I know I have. I've done that. I've wanted to pray for for someone, wanted to be sure I got them on my list to pray for them. Then I got busy, whatever, then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh my goodness, who was that? And I should have written that down. So now I just carry around a little card or a note or I take my cell phone and I make a note to myself, be sure and pray for that person because God has given us the precious gift, the extreme generous gift of prayer. That means communion with God the Father. Now think about this. Just try and picture this if you can. God's up in heaven, right? And there's seven billion people or so on this earth. And God is able to sort out all at once, at one time, if all seven billion people spoke to him at the same time, he would be able to hear them all equally, understand them all, and know what their prayers are about. Think of that. There's no computer on the face of this earth that could possibly do anything like that. But God is able to handle all of our prayers. So let's be Sure, that we include prayer in our life. There's a gift right there. There's a generous, extreme generous gift. We can go directly to the Father, directly to God at any time, day or night, in the middle of sin, after you've gone through sin or whether you're considering sin or not or whether you're not sinned and done anything wrong that day you're just simply living your average daily life but you can stop whatever you're doing at any time of the day or night and go directly to god now i hope that that resonates with you it really does with me because i'm a big believer in prayer i believe that prayer changes things i have a big sign over my desk that says that it says prayer changes things and i know that god loves his people to pray matter of fact if there's anything going on in your life that you need help with with, the first thing you need to do is pray about it. And then you need to get someone else with you to be in agreement. Because when one person prays, the Bible says, it'll has a certain amount of strength and power, but it's ten times more powerful when two people or more get together and pray. Now let's continue on in Ephesians chapter three. Paul is he's on a roll here. He's basically just so excited about the goodness of God and the generosity of our God. And he says in verse 14, When I think of all this. He says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower us with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. There's another gift. He's going to give us strength. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then, You will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I'm telling you, if that doesn't get you to jump up and shout, I don't know what will. The bottom line is, we're looking for. God's extreme generosity. That's one of the best examples that I can find in the Word of God. I mean, there's hundreds of them, but there's an example of the strength that God wants to put in our lives. Prayer brings forth strength. Faith brings forth strength. Believing in God's Word brings strength. These are all extreme, generous gifts from God. And I know all of us don't pray enough. We don't read God's Word enough. We don't study enough. And so and we don't acknowledge enough. I don't believe that we do acknowledge enough to God how thankful we are for His glory gifts of what he's done in our life. So with that, let's be sure that we thank God for what He's done. Not just continue to ask Him for what we need Him to do, but always stop and enter in His courts, the Bible says, with thanksgiving and praise. So we should start our prayer life with thanksgiving and with praise and then move on and ask for those things that we need. And I believe God's going to hear your prayer and He's going to answer it. I need to digress just a second because there's a couple words that I just looked at here found in verse 16 of Ephesians chapter 3. And it says, I pray that from His glory unlimited resources. He will empower you. Now, if I don't comment about that, I'm making a big mistake because we've got to understand that we serve a God with unlimited resources and He wants to empower us. That's another example of His generosity. He gives us power to handle the issues of life. He's going to be with us. He's going to help us. But He's not going to tell us you're on your own. you got to handle this by yourself. He promises throughout His Word that He will always be a very present help in times of trials. Now, I have used that scripture a few times, but I haven't given you the location of it yet, and it's found in Psalm 46.1. Let me read to you what a wonderful, extreme, generous gift this is from God. I'm reading from Psalm 46, verse 1 in the New Living Translation. It says here, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. That's quite a translation, isn't it? Always ready to help in times of trouble or trial. Verse 2 says, so we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. You see, the gift that we're receiving from God here is to know that he's there to help us. He's our refuge. His gift is to be a refuge for us, a place, a hiding place, a safe place. And he's our strength. You know, a lot of times we fight battles on our own. And I've had situations where I had someone maybe was coming after me and maybe give me a difficult time as so I pastored a church. And when trouble trouble or make up, you know, lame excuses and say things negative about the church and all those kind of things. And I always found like, Lord, how can a person like that actually do that? What gets into them? And Lord basically said, don't worry about that one. I'll fight that battle for you. And I have found many times in my life, whether it be a physical battle, whether it be a challenge with someone, whatever it might be, that God is, a, is our refuge and strength and that He will always fight our battles for us if we'll turn them over to him. Let's move on to verse number 10 in there. I think that Psalm 46 is a wonderful chapter. You should read it and go through it. I give you a little homework assignment, if you will. Just take out the Word of God, look up the 46th Psalm, and read it, and I know it'll give you strength and receive that blessing from the Lord. And in verse 10, he says just a few words here that really gives us guidance and direction for our life. He says, simply be still and know that I am God. A lot of times, we try to take things over on our own, yet God promised us that he would be our refuge and our strength. That's why we're reminded again in the book of Psalms in chapter 46 and verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we just need to be still. We need to be quiet. We need to sit and meditate upon the things of God, read his word, get instruction from his word, and we will find help and strength in our times of trouble and trials. You know, I just feel the Spirit of the Lord speaking to me now in my in my heart that there's people out there listening in who probably are fading, facing some battles, some challenges in your life. And you need you really need a gift from God. You need to receive a generous gift of His comfort and guidance and direction. Well, it's His Word. You know, if you have a prayer partner that can pray with you, then it's always wonderful to call him and pray with him. But there's never anything better than getting the Word of God out and receiving it when you need a touch from the Lord. When you want to receive extreme generosity from our God, then go to the word of god let me read to you psalm 91 it's one of the greatest chapters in the word of god and i'll just read a couple of verses those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty there you go you got a trial right there then then live in the shelter underneath his covering this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him, for He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Now, I know some of you say, well, how come then some people get sick and die with diseases? I can't explain that. I don't know. All I know is in my own life, I've had three occasions where I was basically diagnosed with things that would take my life. Incurable kidney disease, nearly 50 years ago when I was a young man, and then more recently, incurable bone marrow cancer, and then also the loss of a kidney of mine 20-some years ago to cancer that they were concerned had spread in my body. But through all that, God has been a very present help in times of trial. For He rescued me, it says, in every trap, and He'll protect you from any deadly disease. Now, what I like to do with the Word of God is I like to let it apply to me. I hope that you'll do that. When I'm reading these scriptures, I hope that you'll look at it and say, you know, that's for me. That's a promise for me. And I know this Word was written for everyone, for everyone to receive it. But there's Certain times when you pick up the Bible, and you read something, you say, that's it. That's exactly what I needed today. You know, the Lord knew that and he knew that you needed to read that. And I believe that some of us need to read the Bible a little differently. So let me just kind of reread verses one, two, and three and apply it to me. My name is David. So let me just apply it to me. And and I'm gonna tell you, if you'll put your name in there and apply it to you, you will receive a generous gift from God. Those who live, that's me. Father, that's David. So David who lives in the shelter of the Most High. So God, when I live, when David lives in the shelter of the Most High. David will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This, David says, I declare about the Lord. David says, he alone is my refuge. He's David's refuge. If your name is Larry, or Mike, or John, or Linda, or Sue, or Whatever your name, Sandy. Whatever your name might be, put your name in there and let that scripture apply to you. It becomes very personal to you, and I believe it'll be a source of strength for you. It's, so just you know, He is my God. So David says, He is my God, and David trusts in Him for for He will rescue me, rescue David from every trap and protect you. That's David again from deadly disease. Put your name in there. Apply the word to your life. Watch it bring new strength and hope in you. Receive the generous gift of God's word in your life, and you. You will be able to move in a realm of peace and joy and happiness that you may never have experienced before. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. All right, let's move on. Now it's time for you to make a list of extreme generosity you have seen or read about. It'll build your faith. I'm telling you, it really will. Take a moment and write down the names of those you know who are generous or radical or extreme givers pray for them and pray that they will receive radically or extremely from the Lord. Now then, let me encourage you to try a little extreme generosity in your giving of what you have, talent or abilities or love or friendliness or kindness, whatever it might be. Don't think about what's in it for you though. Remember that violates the whole benefit of being a giver. There's one thing I know and I can promise you that giving always produces receiving. So as you give, it's going to come back to you, press down and running over. Who knows what God will do for those who go beyond the norm in giving to others. What will he do for those who trust him with all their heart, soul, and possessions? Try it. I believe you're going to like it. Now, I'm going to take a little review with you and go over some things I think that'll be beneficial to help this lock into your spirit. Anyone can be a radical giver. Why do you believe that? Think about that for a second. Remember, radical or extreme generosity is not focused just on finances. It has to do with what you have. And if you don't have a lot of money, then you can't be an extreme giver in a large amount, but you can make a sacrifice that will be as equal to another person with great wealth who gives something. Remember the widow who gave her might. She gave what she had. And Jesus said that was the greatest gift that he had seen that day. So yes, anyone can be a radical or extreme giver and be a generous person. God's thoughts are better than our thoughts. Think about that. Have you ever found that to be true? Well, a lot of times we don't find that to be true because we act before we pray. And if we will pray and read God's word before we'll act, then we'll find out that God's thoughts are better than our thoughts. The next thing I want to leave you with, put the Lord first in your finances. Now, how can we do that? Well, I believe the way you put him first in our finances is that we take off the top of what we receive. It's found in the book of Malachi chapter three and verse 10. If we give 10% of our income to the Lord, the work of the Lord, then we're putting him first in our finances. Now, some will disagree with, me. And so you might feel that you don't have to give anything to the Lord. You decide how you want to give, but my Bible tells me that we should give. The Bible says, remember very, very importantly to understand that in that verse in Malachi 3.10, the word of the Lord tells us to test him and to see if he won't pour out a blessing you won't be able to contain. It's in the Word of God. I'm not making it up, so I need to move on. Extreme generosity equals extreme receiving. That's just simply the Word of God. If a farmer sows a little, then he'll get a a small return, he'll get a small crop. But if a farmer sows greatly in his fields, He will get a great harvest. That's practical truth, and that's also based upon God's teaching. Kind of a review is, expect God to bless you. Now, I think a lot of people have trouble with that. They struggle with the idea that when they give, that they should expect a blessing back. Well, that doesn't mean that if you put $5 in the offering, that you're going to expect to get a $500 check in the mail. Now, I'm not saying that you can't get it and that God isn't able to do that, but that's just not how it works. You see, if the Lord wants you to give, then He's got a reason for it, a purpose for it. Sometimes giving is just simply an act of obedience to see if God can trust you with a greater blessing. A lot of people hold back on their finances and not giving to the Lord first or not giving of their talent first or not giving of their ability to help others and reach out to others and care for others and love others because maybe they've been hurt in the past or they've been disappointed in the past. But you can't outgive God. And anytime that we give of what we have to the Lord or to the work of the Lord, God's going to give us a blessing. He's going to give us extreme generosity. It's going to come out. It's going to be poured all over and it might be in the form of peace. It might be in the form of joy and happiness. You know, I know a lot of wealthy people and as a banker for years, I had customers who were extremely wealthy. Some of them were had wealth into the billion dollar range and yet many of them were not happy people. They didn't have peace. They didn't have joy. Their finances robbed them of their joy. So don't think that more money means more happiness and more joy. But I can tell you this, when you do get blessed financially, remember that it came from God. every good and perfect gift comes from the father because he is the father of blessings he is the father of generosity he is the creator of generosity and he wants to place in us a generous spirit so that we'll be able to give exceedingly abundantly to those around us because that's what he wants to do for us he wants to bless us in such a way that we'll be able to be a blessing to others that's the reason that the blessing comes to his followers and so that we can then bless someone else I hope one of the takeaways you get from this teaching today is found in a quote by John Bunyan in 1628 to 1688. He lived, and here's what he said, a man there was, and they called him Mad. The more he gave, the more he had. You see, that's the premise of God's word. Now, the world doesn't have a plan like that. I remember I had a stockbroker once and he said, I want you to keep as much as you can get. I'm going to show you a way to save and keep and keep and hoard and keep that money together so you'll be one of the wealthiest people in your family. And I said, that's not my plan for life. God has given me a blessing financially so that I can be a blessing to someone else financially. He's given me these resources so that I can be a resource for others. He's given me the ability to meet with people and talk to people and encourage them to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so, Therefore, I don't wanna squander that by holding back the goodness of God and just keeping it to myself. So I love what John Bunyan said. The more he gave, the more he had. That's the way it is in God's Word. And the more that we give of what we have, the more God will pour out a blessing that will overwhelm us. Now, you might be someone who's going through a trial right now because a lot of folks are. And don't feel bad about that. Just look to God as your source of strength and help and realize that even in our trials, even our difficulties, God is going to help us to be able to show something generous into someone else's lives. We can so generosity, if nothing else, in the form of just a hug or kindness. Reminds me of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 2 in the New Living Translation where it says, They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant life, which has overflowed into rich generosity. I hope through this teaching that you understand and have received the fact that generosity comes in many colors, in many forms, in many situations. So I want you to receive that generosity today from the Lord. So I'm going to just pray for you that God will pour out a blessing that will bring you to a new level of faith and trust in Him and a new level of generosity from God. Father, I pray blessing upon those who are listening in today. I thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord, to come together on this wonderful internet system, Lord, that's been a blessing to the church. I know there's problems with it, but Lord, it is truly a blessing, Lord, that we can reach people around the world. I pray that your anointing would come down upon those who are seeking, Father, a blessing from you. Thank you for it in advance, and I call forth those things in their life that are not as though they are. I believe, God, that as our faith is increased, Father, the blessings of the Lord will also increase. Thank you for it now, and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Never forget 2 Corinthians 9-6 in the New Living Translation where it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously we will get a generous crop. So now let's go out there and be generous with our talent, generous with our finances, generous with our love, generous with our friendship, and generous with all that God has given us. We need to end this by giving thanks to the Lord because He's the one that made all this possible. He's the one that brought us together. If you'd like to receive more information on some of the topics that I've been speaking on these podcasts for the last year, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that up, you'll notice I have written a number of books that might be of help to you. One is entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's basically a book on faith to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. There's another book written there that I think you might enjoy, which has to do with getting out of debt. It basically says, experience the joy of debt-free living. I think it'll bless you. It has been a blessing to many who have used it to change their financial planning. In addition to that, there's a couple of books for veterans that you may find helpful. If you know of a veteran, you may find something there would be a blessing to them as I give the story of my experiences in Vietnam There's also a book that I've been using for this teaching on generosity, and it's entitled Generosity, What's in it for Me? It's something I think that'll help us understand that it's nothing wrong with realizing that there are things that we're blessed with, that it's a blessing for us and can be and should be a blessing for us but it's something I think that'll help us balance out and understand what God's true generosity is all about. So I hope that you'll find those interesting. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, I feel impressed of the Lord to make a big change in my upcoming podcasts, I'm going to be switching to a series basically entitled, God is our source. It's going to have something to do with generosity. It's going to have something to do with finance. It's going to have something to do with life itself. But it's going to be a very broad range of topics we're going to talk about. But the entire premise will be that God is our source in everything. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. I hope you're excited about it. I've taught it a year ago in a total different format with different topics and subject matter. But I now believe the Lord's given me something to bring to you that'll be a blessing to you. We've got to give God credit and glory for all that He's done. We've got to lift up His name. We've got to enter into His course with thanksgiving and praise. We've got to believe that everything that we have, every good and perfect gift comes from Him. And when we realize that and understand that, now we've got the attention of God in a way that maybe we've have not had before. You see, I believe we serve a God who has a big blessing entitled for us. I used to tell the congregation that God walks around with a gigantic bushel filled with blessings and goodness and kindness for people. And he's looking around for those that he can pour out a blessing on. That's the faithful ones, the ones who are seeking him, those that are drawing near to him, then he will draw near to them. So we're going to get into that. And I believe it's going to be something that'll help you and help all of us understand really how much God loves us and how much he wants to bless us. So with that, I'd like you to encourage encourage your friends or family members to tune in to our podcast and pick up on this new series entitled God is our source in everything. Now, let me just close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you.